the Chair 2 Leaders Podcast with your hosts, Danny Smith and Ben South. If you lead from the second chair or you work with those who do, this is a place for you. We're glad you're here for conversations about the church, ministry, life, and how we can serve better for God's kingdom. Hey, and welcome back to another episode of Chair 2 Leaders, glad to have you listening in with us today. I am Ben South and back from traveling somewhere. He's been out for a few weeks on the episodes and you probably missed hearing him talk. Danny Smith is back with us today. Danny, how are you? Hey, Ben, I am glad to be back. I'm doing well and maybe missed. Maybe the the listeners might be like, eh, this might be too strong of a word for it, <laughs> but uh, I'm glad to be back. Yeah, man, I had a um, had some travel I had to do for uh, my job. You know, uh, church planting is great. Uh, doesn't always pay the bills. So uh, working full time for a, a company and I've never had to kind of travel for a job before. I mean, I traveled, you know, we've talked to conferences or church camps. And so this was like a real business trip. And so I felt fancy until I actually had to travel. And it was like, it's a lot of driving and uh, long days, but Man, I missed it. I'm glad to be back and uh, excited to, uh, yeah, excited to be back on the podcast. Well, from what I understand, though, driving in Wyoming, everything's a lot of driving. Everything is a lot of driving. You're two, three hours from anything, it feels like. And, you know, I will say this particular drive was nice because I got to go through the Black Hills, which is, of course, on the border of South Dakota. And being a Southern guy most of my life, all of my life, you know, when you think, man, I'm in South Dakota, that used to seem so far off. And so really, really neat experiences. And uh, I think I was, I was telling Ben uh, before we started recording, I was wearing a University of Central Arkansas uh, shirt. It's where my wife graduated from. And uh, anyway, a guy stopped me there in town. I was like, hey, uh, my, my mom and dad lived in Conway for years. So I had a great conversation. So yeah, you never know who you're going to meet on these things. It's good to have you back with the with us talking this week you know the news has been kind of a a blur in a lot of ways the last few days when we're recording this it's the middle of the week and this will post in a couple weeks later but there have just been a lot of big news stories heavy news stories that have come down Um, two of them specifically just within the last three or four days is of course the report from the sexual abuse task force the southern baptist convention that came out which had some very uh, eye-opening shocking reports in it uh, heartbreaking things just mm. things that would make you mad and angry and uh, just kind of questioning even some things and then the next uh, a day or two later you had the shooting in Texas, which was a horrible, horrible tragedy. And it, and it, both of these things for a little while, at least within some circles and the shooting have just monopolized the whole news cycle everywhere. Everybody is talking about it. And sometimes even in local ministry, we have these days that um, something happens in town or with the family when it's just a hard day and you really don't even know what to do, what to say. So I thought maybe we'd talk a little bit today about how do we handle those hard, taxing, difficult days. Yeah, Ben, I was thinking about this uh, this morning, um, just really since January. So if you follow News Cycle over the last five months, uh, you got a major invasion happening on the other side of the world. Uh, lots of things happening just with that. 
um, the missions organization that we're associated with, we have some missionaries in that part of the world and they've been greatly affected by it. Uh, I've got a friend that's a missionary over uh, in, in Russia that, you know, here now he's cut off from everything. Then you follow that up with uh, just the economic news, gas prices, inflation. You follow that up with baby uh, formula shortages. And then of course, like you're saying just this week. So yeah, our folks are, are just being bombarded. And we know the news cycle moves very quickly, uh, but it's still just the emotional stress that's happened since just January. Forget the fact that the last two or three years, we had all kinds of stress. And yeah, I think, I think we find ourselves on days like this going, Lord have mercy, Lord, what is, what is going on? And uh, you know, to think of the tragedies that are taking place. So Think of how we're affected, Ben, right? I know how I, I'm affected by those things. Our church members are affected by it. And a lot of times we can um, try to uh, maybe push some things to the side and, and try to focus on ministry, which is absolutely important. But I think you're right. There are times we have to really start getting that listening ear out there to go, okay, this is what I'm processing through. What are my people processing through? One of those things we talked about earlier uh, before we started recording was how do we do this and how do we prepare to speak to these things to answer questions. And that's, I think, one of the first things we need to do is we really have to, when these crises hit, think through the issues. What are the important gospel issues? What ramifications is this going to have in how we do ministry and where we do ministry and for the truth of the gospel, how does the truth of the gospel speak into this issue? Because it, there are implications there. So I think we almost need to, as leaders, get out ahead of it and be thinking through, okay, what are the things we need to be able to say to our people, to reassure our people, to encourage them from that? And there are some instances where, like the Sexual Abuse Task Force uh, report, we knew it was coming. We didn't know what was in it. So we had an opportunity to kind of, okay, we need to... We could prepare people for this coming. We don't know what's in it, but we know that, you know, God is bigger than this and he is not surprised by this. And there's there's opportunity for growth in this thing. So those kind of things will come along in our ministry. And we just need to be prepared to speak to them, to answer questions and to open up avenues of questions. And I think that's an important thing. Um, with our people. Maybe you don't need to make a statement on everything that happens. I, I get tickled sometimes when news events happen. It's almost like a rush to Twitter or to social media to my statement about this. I, I think in the social media world, we've gotten to the point where we feel like we have to have a statement about every single thing that happens. And I just don't know that we have to. But I do think as leaders, we have to let people know it is uh, okay to ask those questions, that they, we, we're willing to have those discussions. We're willing to come around them and say, hey, let's talk through this issue. I know there's some concerning things with whatever it is. How do we deal with it? How do we respond? How do we talk with our kids about it? All those things we as leaders need to, one, think through, and two, let our people know it's okay to ask those questions. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. When you think about this rush to make a statement, in fact, um, you almost feel like you're missing the boat if within 30 seconds that you don't have a well-detailed statement out there. Sometimes I think instead of making the statements, we've just got to remind our folks we are 
available, that we're grieving with them, but we're available to talk through uh, these issues. And I think when we rush to make statements, sometimes we can miss the bigger point um, that we have in those moments. You mentioned, Ben, that these are gospel uh, situations. Maybe you don't think of the economy in a gospel sense. Maybe you don't think of a a, a baby formula shortage or, or a school shooting, but they are. The, the, the gospel is good news. And we're asking ourselves in this world that we live in with our friends, neighbors, families, and everybody that's caught in between, what does our gospel witness look like? And how do we really become the hands and the feet of Christ in these things? And, and then you also mentioned earlier, too, some, uh, about our context this is a great reminder. We really need to know the context that we're in. Um, someone may be listening to this in a context that uh, uh, maybe on a political spectrum is more blue. Maybe it's more red. And so you know that there's some talking points coming from your city council, from people of influence in your community. This is a great opportunity again to see how the gospel interacts with tragedy and with difficulties and in your own personal spiritual growth, your own personal life, your pursuit of holiness, but also as, like you said, Ben, what questions can we ask or can we listen to? And maybe that's just the biggest thing. It's, it's learning to ask those right, right questions, but it's just also listening to go, what am I hearing, right? What am I hearing that's going to bring up a whole other host of issues? Um, again, I think sometimes the rush to make a statement can can oversimplify things. Whereas we uh, will take the, the, the task force report. We know it's coming. We're shocked. We're disappointed by some things. But, but now it's going to allow us to ask some, some deeper questions, some root cause questions uh, for our own lives and the lives of others. And then to realize that some of these struggles, some of these, these uh, emotional uh, heartaches that we're seeing um, how can we steer people back to Christ in them um, while also helping them meet those needs in a real tangible, living, practical way? Yeah, I think that's an absolute valid point that we've got to be careful not to just quickly spout something off, but listen, think carefully about the issues, about how we need to go forward, what we need to do. There's also, you brought up, uh, politics and being in a blue state or a red state. I I think that's another area of crisis for some people. If their candidate doesn't get elected, they see that as a potentially a national crisis, depending on the office. And you're going to have people probably in your ministry who feel on various sides of an issue. We just in Arkansas finished uh, a primary yesterday, an election, and there were some people in some school board races on both sides of the issue supporting different people in the school board and both felt strongly for their candidate and you know I saw some um, some disappointment verbalized on social media last night and some excitement both from people I know and care about so we're gonna have to be careful not to even become too political with something make sure we don't take these crises or these big issues that come up and turn them into a political soapbox for us to stand on at that moment for spouting our views. Because we need to think pastorally, not politically, and and consider how we're going to minister to everyone in that issue as it comes along. You know, Ben, and every time there's a, a situation, again, whether it's just in your personal life that nobody knows about, 
or whether it's some of the things we've been talking about. I don't think I've ever heard somebody go, you know what I really need right now is another politician. Uh, I think most of us would say, man, I really need a pastor. I really need someone to pray for me, someone to help me. And um, I was reading an article about uh, an abuse survivor a couple of weeks ago, uh, actually unrelated to the the report that came out. Um, And in her testimony of God's grace and mercy in her life, uh, she talked about being rooted in that identity of of Christ in her life that helped that got her through. And, and, you know, honestly, I was thinking this is in a newspaper. This is not uh, shared at a church. And again, that's the comfort that we give to people is that we are listening and we are trying to ask good, honest, probing questions. But yeah, they need a pastor, not a politician. And regardless of what chair you're in, uh, the Lord has given you an opportunity to steward that in such a way as to remind people of our ultimate hope in Christ uh, without and this is what I think is important without glossing over these things. Right. Um, we can think heaven by and by, but you know, the days on earth are still long and they hurt. And, uh, I think it's an opportunity. Uh, yeah, we just need a politician. We need to be pastoral about these things. Yeah, that's right. And I, I think also, um, moving on from that, we need to be careful not to let these situations paralyze us in ministry. I know sometimes when these big events happen, you, you do need some time to just kind of talk through it, assess what's going on. But then we need to get back to the work that God has called us to do. And then in these circumstances, this is an opportunity for us to go and minister, to speak to things, to care for people. But we've got to keep going in ministry. We've got to keep doing things. We've got to keep speaking truth. We've got to keep studying, keep uh, preparing, keep loving people, keep serving people. And we've got to make sure that the, the crisis of the moment doesn't paralyze us toward that pastoral ministry, what God has called us to do. So we've got to just keep going, get to the work. Yes, be concerned, be sincere, be uh, sensitive to what is going on, respond where you need to respond, but then keep going uh, in ministry. Yeah, you know, sometimes we don't know what to say. You know, we talked about not rushing to a statement, uh, and that's okay. You don't always know what to say. You're not even sure how to, to best move forward or respond, but an absolute critical point there is you can't let it paralyze you. You still have to move forward. Um, and, uh, this is again, where some fellowship with other pastors, this is again, knowing your context, this is, uh, just bringing folks in and and praying through for the the Lord's leadership and all of it. But yeah. And, and part of that, okay. You don't always know what to say. Uh, and you don't always know what to do, but you know where the Lord has called you. He's called you to a place. He's called you to a people, love them, pray for them, encourage them. Let them love you. Let them encourage you. Uh, And in some of this, there's going to be some pushback because people are going to say things. People are going to rush to a statement. But you have an opportunity to love, pray for, encourage, and point people to Christ, and that's going to help you move forward. That's absolutely true. Keep going. Keep being pastoral. Don't get paralyzed. And um, be sensitive to the needs of the people.
Well, another thing, Danny, that will help you keep going forward in ministry is if you are adequately prepared for ministry. And we are thankful today, before we wrap up this episode, to tell our listeners about our sponsor and who can help them prepare more for ministry. We are thankful for Central Baptist College in Conway, Arkansas, who has a full slate of degree programs, and they can help you complete your degree through their adult degree completion program as well. If you've started college and not finished, they can help you. They can help you in ministry. They can help you succeed and be prepared for the crises that may come in your life. So check them out at cbc.edu, Central Baptist College in Conway, Arkansas, a great place and a great place to prepare. Yeah, I'll have to get a Central Baptist College polo and wear that uh, in the black. You'll see if I meet anybody Wait, there. <laughs> see if anybody knows where it is. You might have to explain Absolutely. on that one a little bit. I don't Absolutely. know. Absolutely. <laughs> you betcha. That's, that's right. Well, thanks for listening in this week. Glad to have you with us. Check us out on social media. Make sure you like and follow wherever you listen to podcasts. Comment. That helps other people find us as well. And we'll catch you next time. You've been listening to Chair 2 Leaders. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for the latest updates, and make sure you rate, review, and subscribe to Chair 2 Leaders wherever you listen to podcasts. Thanks for listening.